Welcome to RI Hospitality Podcast, a series from the Rhode Island Hospitality Association, with your host, me, Bill Bartholomew. Today, we welcome the Chief Operating Officer of the Rhode Island Hospitality Association, Heather Singleton. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Bill. So we're talking about employee recruitment, and this is a big topic of discussion right now. There's a number of different factors we heard um, Secretary of Commerce Raimondo say, look, there's people, there's childcare issues, there's concern about COVID. And obviously the big question out there right now is the workforce in terms of, you know, the, the unemployment and people returning to the hospitality industry, um, particularly in time for summer. So this is a highly relevant conversation this morning and I'm glad we're able to do it. Yeah. Thanks for that. I think, um, you know, prior to COVID the number one challenge that employers were facing in our industry was finding and recruiting uh, quality talent. And, you know, I say quality talent, it's, we've got, um, you know, I think last time you and I spoke, we were talking about how we're an industry where you can work in our industry for a season or a year or a career. And then we've got everything in between, you know, so we're constantly, you know, looking and, and trying to recruit employees. So prior to COVID, we were at across the country, we were at um, an all time low unemployment level, like 30 year record level unemployment. Um, There's been a bunch of Gallup polls that have been done that were talking about just kind of, you know, the, the issues of generational changes and as people age and as they go through their careers and workforce and everything. And so there are a lot of factors that kind of added to that challenge that, that everybody was having pre-COVID. Um, and then COVID hit and it was like, oh my gosh, you know, could it, okay, well now we've got to lay off everybody. Right. So it was like a complete 180 business models. Everything was just kind of up in the air. Right. But now we're, we're getting back, um, you know, just today, depending upon indoor, outdoor, what we're doing, we're going to be up to 100% by the end of the month. Um, so, you know, the weather is nice. The, in Rhode Island, things are starting to open up, but you're absolutely right. Finding that we, we could be open 100%, but we don't have the staff to be able to service uh, the 100% right now. And there's a number of different factors that are that are affecting that. And what are those factors? I guess, why are employers facing such difficulty finding talent right now? Yeah, so I think the number one thing that we're hearing a lot is right now anyway, is that um, there's a lot of employers that are saying, hey, come back, come back, we're, we're ready, we're reopening. And they've got a lot of their former employees saying, I'm not comfortable yet. I don't want to come back. Um, some of them have moved on to other jobs by now. I mean, we're, we're over a year into this, so you, you can't really expect a a lot of those folks to stick around and those that, um, you know, were able to find alternative employment, or maybe they've moved into a different industry, you know, because again, our, our industry has so many transferable skills that are good in any other industry. So I think that we, we lost some folks, uh, through that there's, um, Currently, those that are on unemployment insurance in Rhode Island, they do not have to report that they're looking for work. Um, so I think that's part of it. We have this additional federal stimulus that um, is $300 a week that people are able to still collect through the end of September. We, you know, there, there's nothing we can do there. Um, I know that, you know, we, we are working with Matt Weldon at the Department of Labor and Training. He's been a huge, huge 
you know, partner with us throughout this whole entire process. And we're, we're trying to figure it out, but nothing is going to be perfect. Um, and I think that's what a lot of, a lot of people need to realize that is, um, we're trying the best that we can, but it's not just that one factor, you know, like it's never really one answer because if it was, well, then that would be easy to fix. We could all focus on just that one particular problem. So it's not just that the extra $300 a week and the this and the that, you know, it was like, I was talking to people yesterday and I was saying, look, the, the average age at which um, someone earns their very first job in this current uh, generation Z that's coming up in the workforce is in their early twenties. I, I'm a Gen Xer. I got my first job when I was 13. Yeah. Um, it taught, it's changing. Society is changing. Generations are, are changing. So, um, and then the other side of it too, is, you know, also someone was asking me about, well, what about all of the, you know, the colleges and universities? Well, um, one of our local higher education institutions, I was talking to them yesterday and they said, well, we only have freshmen on campus right now all of the upperclassmen are all virtual they're home in new york and new jersey and pennsylvania you know we're regionally wherever they're coming from and the freshmen that are here typically freshmen don't stick around for summer jobs they end up going home you know traditionally so that particular population of students looking for internships or summer co-ops and that sort of thing the higher education piece is taken away and then we have um career and technical programs at the high schools. You know, we, Rhode Island Hospitality, we work with 13 different high school programs throughout the state, but with the high schools having to do hybrid and remote and um, just keeping the safety of, of the students and that education community in mind, there's a lot of students that aren't able to go out and do work experiences or job shadowing because of the restrictions that are, that are placed on them to keep them safe as far as the school system is concerned. So, even though we, you know, we had a couple of, of those types of opportunities to help recruit and train and all of that, they're, they're gone as well. So it's this multiplier effect, right? And it's, that, that's why I say it's not just one thing. If it was one thing, great, let's fix it. <laughs> but it's not just one thing. It, that there's multiple, multiple factors that, that have led us to or the situation that we're currently in and finding employees. What do you recommend for employers who are trying to find uh, people to fill those open positions right now? I think, well, the very first thing is I need to know that they've got open positions. Um, so they need to be posting those open jobs on our website. If I don't see them come in through our website, then I don't know that they're out there. Um, and once they get posted through our website, then we are able to share that with community organizations, um, with our network of folks, with our people, we can also share that with the Department of Labor and Trainings and some other groups that we work with, but that's the number one thing they need to do. It's not just posting no bill. It's like, anytime you see a post or an ad or something, right? Don't you want it to like call out to you, right? I mean, you can't Absolutely. just put a help wanted sign in the window anymore and expect people are gonna come in. It's the same thing with job posting. You can't just post a job and say, hey, we're hiring, you know, this is how you apply. You've got to set yourself apart from all of the other employers that are hiring right now also. So your job posting has to be exciting. It has to be creative. It has to be personal. It has to, 
have so much more in it than just we're hiring, this is the job title, and this is what we're paying, here's a phone number to call. Um, so that's, I think, something that I, employers really, really need to start doing is, is take a look at their job posts and rewrite them in a way that is really going to attract. Yeah, candidates. the whole communications aspect of things is critical right now. Um, what yeah. else should our listeners know about, about this topic? So um, actually really exciting on um, Monday, I'm just looking at my calendar, Monday the 10th, we have a brand new um, jobs website for our hospitality industry. It's going live It uh, on Monday. It's rihospitalityjobs.org. And this is a place where it's going to be interactive for both employers and employees. It's not just a job posting site for employers. We're also going to include tools and tips and best practices and articles and additional resources that are, that are going to be available. So um, that's something that we're super excited about. And again, that goes live on, on Monday. So people should check that out. How about some good news? What's, what's going on right now that's, that's positive that people should hear today? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? There was a woman, that, um, oh gosh, I met her probably a couple of years ago and she so at every meeting that we would have, she would start out with, hey, what's new and good? And I loved that because it was like, okay, let's get out of this. You know, we're here to do business and, and have a serious conversation. And it just kind of lightened the mood a little bit. And you could, you know, it was, it didn't matter what you shared. It was just what's new and good. I think that for us, um, you know, today marks the day that, that Governor McKee is extending capacity for the food service and, and catering. Um, so today is a fantastic day for us. We're kind of like moving towards, you know, the needle is moving, I feel like. Um, Sunday is Mother's Day. It's a huge day for Mother's Day brunches for people to go out. Um, the weather, it's not gonna rain according to, you know, my weather forecast anyway, we'll, we'll <laughs> see. But, um, and I think that I, I do want to give a shout out and a thank you to those restaurant employees and hotel employees as well. I mean, I know local Rhode Islanders, you know, we don't tend to stay in our own backyard hotels, but um, they have been really, really putting in the grind. They're doing extra hours. They, um, you know, they're, they're producing an amazing amount of work and they're serving the best that they possibly can with masks and mandates and, and all of these additional pressures on them. And so um, I just want to recognize them. I want to recognize the employees that, that are working, that are filling in the extra hours because there's other people that aren't there to help them do the work um, and they're covering for each other and all of that. So um, I, you know, kudos to them. Really. So as as you and anyone else is is out this weekend or over the next uh, few weeks, thank your servers. Thank them for um, their service. And I would say um, to the listeners, even just be patient with us. You know, the industry is doing the absolute best that it possibly can. And these business owners have really been through the ringer and um, just be patient. As, as we figure it all out and, and work back to some uh, sense of normalcy. Heather Singleton, Rhode Island Hospitality Association. Thanks as always. Thanks, Bill. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of RI Hospitality Podcast. For more information, visit rihospitality.org or search RI Hospitality on your preferred social media platform.